I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, guys. Hi, I'm Laura. And this is Deb. And, and this, this is I Got, got the, the Hell Out. All right, Laura, the first bit of um, stuff I have today is for you. I'm addressing you. You officially win the award, okay? Oh, no. I don't like the look in your face. What? For putting Christmas crap away. What do you mean? You undid your banisters of the Christmas crap. (laughs) (laughs) You know the only reason why? Is the porch party. Is the porch party. And you know what? I cuss you every time you put that shit up, and I cuss you every time. The green stuff falls down forever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even bother to get it out from between your banisters as I was going, I'll get that next time. I don't care if she cares. I should charge you 20 bucks when you put that crap up, and when you take it back down, I should be charging you extra. The only reason that came down is the porch party. Uh, Yeah. Only reason. Uh, Well, you win. You win. I mean, there's a lady who has a Do I get a prize? You just... No, that is the prize. You win. <laughs> that is the prize. Oh, uh, I was a girly girl the other night. You got to witness it, and we didn't take any pictures. That is true. That is true. We went out to an event, yes. and you actually had heels on Prada heels. Well, well, well. That's only because Damn. I work. I work for a lady that cleans her closet out, and she were basically the same size. So she said, "Here, just go through this and see if there's anything you want." And I took them just because they fit and I liked them. And I showed them to my mother, and she's like, "Holy shit! Do you realize these are Prada?" And I'm like, "I don't know what what oh, I mean. The God. devil wears Prada. That's about all I know about Prada shoes." I I don't care where you got them from, but man, they're nice comfortable. Boots. Nice boots. They should be for the price. I they I, should be very they damn were free. comfortable. They were free to me. Oh, I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I even had my hair down. Yeah, you had it going on. I had it going on. And I had the best martini I've had in yes. a long time. It was lavender lemon. It was expensive, though. It was, it was like eight bucks. I don't go bad. out, so That's probably that wasn't bad. Yeah, no, eight bucks for out. a martini is not bad. Okay. It was, but, e- it was oh, even was pretty and crusted in yellow crystals. It was really good. And real quickly... Um, a friend of mine, Alan, who is also an ex-member, he's about 20 years younger than me, he needs a place, um, he's trying to rent someplace, Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania, any anywhere, he's a truck driver, it doesn't matter, but he has 23 horses and he needs at least five acres. Oh, crap. So anybody out there that can uh, maybe help Alan and his horses and his family out? Wow, the... 23 acres, you said. No, five, five acres. Five oh, 23 horses. He has 23 horses he needs right five now. five acres. He needs at least five okay. acres. And let's see. Uh, Rachel A. commented on how much my smile has changed from the pictures that I post back in the cult. To the things we post when we're out and stuff. Oh, what did she say? My did changed for the good. I'm assuming. Well, I've looked at. I didn't really look at the pictures 
at my own smile. And then I went back and started comparing and went, well, that's because I'm a hell of a lot happier now. Oh, well, I can tell in the pictures with me, like when I'm depressed, if you look at pictures of me when I'm going through like a depressed episode or whatever, right? oh my God, you can tell the difference. I can look back at pictures and it's like, okay, wasn't depressed, was depressed, wasn't. I mean, you can just tell that the smile is forced. Or it's half-hearted. It's half-hearted. It's or there, forced, but it's half-hearted. It's the best you can do. But you can't fake a real smile. You can't fake it. It's either there or it's not. Right, but it was a it was a very dark time, and now it's not. I found it interesting. Like my first Christmas out, um, my stepsister Kristen came down, and two gifts that she gave me. Can you guess what two gifts she gave me? Christmas tree. No, that's a whole nother story. Anyway, okay, I would think of a Christmas tree because you weren't allowed to have them. She gave me a wall clock. And she gave me a full-length mirror to hang in the bathroom. Do you know why? No. Why? Beca- what was the wall clock for? Because in the cult, time really doesn't matter except for... Oh, because time's not linear. It's in a big circle well, or it's, no, what, it's, it's just it's whatever's convenient for the elders. Well, no. it's you. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. You homeschool your children. You don't really look. At the clock. You just go by if it's dark or light out. Right. And okay. you know, the only time you really watch the clock is when the Sabbath is coming or the Sabbath is going to be over. Gotcha. And you know, at 8.07, the Sabbath starts. And then, you know, 8.07, the next night, the Sabbath is over. So I had no clocks in my house except for my alarm clock gotcha. to get me up for work. Okay. And you, we were to the point that everybody was covering up. Okay. And wearing the veils. Of course, right. I never did that. But appearances were really put into, I don't even know the words, but the only mirror in my house was the medicine cabinet mirror. Oh, so now we're talking about the full-length mirror she got. Right. Okay. That The only mirror in my house was the one above the sink in the bathroom. Oh, so it wasn't full-length. You couldn't see, like, your whole body. No. All I could see was my face. And and my children had to stand on a step stool, and they could comb their hair. But it, it didn't really hit me that I didn't own mirrors because... Let alone a full-length one. Right, because your appearance, you weren't supposed to be looking all hot and sexy and good, so you're not just... You're just wearing your clothes. Because that's for Satan. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, a couple of years later... Because I kept thinking those were really odd gifts to give me. They were actually really good gifts, now that you think about it. Well, I had to ask her a couple years later. I'm like... Why did you give me those things? And that's when she told me, and it kind of clicked that, yeah, living in the cult, we didn't have, at least I didn't, because I stayed at home with my kids. And, I mean, I knew when I had to milk the cow and stuff, but anyway, uh, Pittsburgh peeps, if anybody out there wants to take me to the Metallica concert on (laughs) October 8th at PPG... Um, I'm poor and can't afford the ticket, but like I will provide the liquor and I will pass. Oh, come on. No. You could be my designated driver. No. I didn't figure you would go with me. That's why I was asking Radio Land or Podcast, podcast Land. Yes, podcast. That's peeps. how that's please how, take Debbie to the concert. That's how old I am. Oh, Metallica was my absolute I favorite. saw culture clubs coming though. I'll pass. I would go to Culture Club. I'll I'll be designated driver for you, Culture Club, if you are my designated driver at Metallica. How does that not flash you back to high school? I I wasn't into that. I was into Metallica. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, come on. 
Metallica. Okay, see, I was more into Culture Club uh, uh, and the whole dancing bit and all that stuff. Oh, no. I gave myself whiplash once. What, from dancing? From headbanging to Metallica. Oh, I woke up. I woke up the next morning and I had to go to the bathroom and I went to sit up and I couldn't because I couldn't lift my head. Oh I had to God. physically take my hands and help lift my head while I was getting up off the couch. Oh, that's so And funny. I couldn't turn it to the left and I couldn't turn it to the right. And oh my gosh, Mary Ellen laughed at me the that next day. That is so funny. I gave myself whiplash. The only injury I ever had from a concert is when my one friend and I went to see Sticks. And oh we my. Were, and we were, this was back in the days at the Civic Arena when like anything went, you know, like tickets were 20 bucks and whatever. You could smoke back then. You could do anything. So anyway, we ended up hanging off of the stage. We were leaning on the stage and like from like, like our waist up was on the stage. Oh, this is funny. You're doing the our motions leg. like I, I know, usually do. I'm trying to explain. So the whole concert were hanging off the stage. And of course, like no security guards are around because it was the 80s. And 90s. And, no, no, it was no, the it 80s. Was the 80s. It was the 80s. Oh, that's right. So oh the my next God, day, we're that old. We're really old. So the next day at school, like it hurt to breathe. And we couldn't figure out why it hurt to breathe. Well, we just realized our lungs were pressed up against the stage for like two hours. Oh, that is that's, funny. That's the only concert injury story I have. I broke a toe, well, pinky toe once also. Uh, Head banging. No, I had um, slip-on shoes on, but they were slippery. And remember, you used to like not sit in the seat. You would stand Sand. on yeah. the yes. on the two um, the armrests to make you taller. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, I took my slip-on shoes off, and I'm head banging and dancing, and it was a domino effect as people were falling behind me. Ouch. And somebody took me out, and my foot slipped down, and my body went one way, and my toe stayed in the chair the other way. Ouch. And I just wanted the paramedics to pull it and pop it and just... Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. I, okay, I have a question I couldn't for you. pop my own toe, but I could pop your broken just toe. No, you I could take your stitches out. The hell you were. No, 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 no. What was the first concert you ever went to? Bon Jovi and Bon Jovi. Oh, Cinderella. Bon Jovi, Cinderella. That's your first one ever? I was 16. I'm, I'm younger than you. Not by a lot. I know that, but at my first concert, I was like in the fifth grade. Oh, God. Your parents were way cooler than mine. No, not when you hear who it was. Oh. No, Willie Nelson. Boxcar Willie. Boxcar Willie was my first one in sixth grade. My See? mom, my mother won tickets. See? See? Boxcar I'm... Willie. My, I thought you meant a real one, like a rock concert. Any kind of, like music, like Boxcar Willie's dead. Mine was Sean Cassidy. <gasps> oh, I had such a Do crush run, on him. Do run, run, baby. Oh, Do my, run, run. such a crush he, on him. Let me tell you what. I still remember this. Because at the time, I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. He came out in this skin-tight, sky-blue, satin outfit. Wow. Say no more. All I'm saying. You were drooling. Did you throw your panties? I was in fifth grade. I wasn't throwing anything. I was going to say, I guess you weren't throwing panties. And I was with my mom. (laughs) With my Sean Cassidy t-shirt on. Did he sign it for you? No, he didn't. But that was my first concert, so. Hey, I would like to give a shout out to a Janika K. That's spelled J-A-N-I-K-A. She was our 500th Facebook follower. Hey, nice. Congratulations. And um, you, along with the rest of these people that I'm going to read who won the sticker contest, if you you just put your address 
um, in as something you want to post in the group. I will get your address so I can send you your sticker. But then take the address off. Well, no, like, I won't post the it. address. No, because right. I have the option to decline. I can approve or decline. So gotcha. once I have the address to send people, I will just decline it. Your address will never go past my eyeballs. So Janica or Janika K. And we have Melissa H. Uh, Alyssa D. Lacey F. Rachel D. Maddie S, Dana H, Catherine B, Sunny P, Megan N, and Sarah P. Hey, congratulations, guys. Y'all won the sticker contest. Yay! Woo! So, yeah, just uh, go on Facebook and give me your address, and I will not approve it to be posted to the wall, but I will be sending you a nifty one-by-one sticker. Yay! Yay! And I think that's all I have for the beginning here. I don't really have anything. You have the Kool-Aid recipe, correct? I do have the Kool-Aid recipe. We actually have a Kool-Aid recipe winner. And that would be Rachel D., who also won a sticker. Hey, she was Rachel. very active. She even gave us a nifty bacon recipe. Oh, was that the one? What was it? Dates with cream cheese or and, something? And bacon wrapped oh around it. Oh, my God. I, I, we need to try those. We can make those. We need to make those. Well, Rachel had a Kool-Aid um, called Absolute Destiny Apocalypse. And apparently there was a joke in it that me and you wouldn't get because we don't watch anime. The younger generation uh, I thought does. you were going to say because we're old. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but it's an anime about breaking out of a cult. Oh, So nice. that's why she named it Absolute Destiny Apocalypse. And it's lemonade Kool-Aid, and you either have to make it unsweet or just barely sweet. And you add one part, and this is all capital letters, T-Y-K-U, and then a, another word with a capital J-U-N-M-A-I. What it, is that? It's some kind of Japanese rice wine. So apparently it has sort of a pear flavor, um, and the T-Y-K-U is the brand. Oh. And Jun Mai, okay. I don't know. Um, and they have a cucumber flavor that works well, too. She said you can also, yeah. So, that's our Kool-Aid recipe. We, well, you know what? We're going to have, we did not make it this week because we couldn't find that. But we, we need to find it. Okay. If it's pear flavored, that could be really interesting. I don't know. I don't like sake. Do you like sake? We could try it. I don't like it. We're going to try it. Okay, mommy dearest. <laughs> hey, how, how hard can alcohol... You know what I mean? Come on. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is episode number 22. 22. 22. 22. My tongue gets so tied sometimes. And I have been trying so hard not to say certain words or leave awkward pauses and things like that. So my tongue sometimes wants to say one word and it gets tripped up as it's saying another one. Gotcha. Anyway, episode number 22 is Shifty and Shady Shit. And God knows the cult had enough shady shit. It had a lot of shady shit. And I honestly thought when we first got there, because I told you we moved there, that it was just pretty much like any other religious organization. You were There were people working in the press room and they're making calendars and books and propaganda and... Just like any church would have their literature type thing. Correct. Except this is a small, like-minded group that are so intense that they're a cult. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to lose that stupid um word. Oh, I say um so many times too. It's annoying. I can't say Anyway, I got to get rid of the word anyway. 
So anyway, um, anyway, anyway. um, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I, I need a swig of beer for that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was sitting in the audience, and it was services, and it was a regular services. It wasn't a feast. Okay. And the elder gets up there to make his announcements, and he slides in there. And remember to gather up all of your receipts that you've been that you've been saving all year, and turn them into the press room. Wait, so you were told at the beginning of the year to save receipts, or we weren't because we weren't there at the beginning of the year. We, oh, I guess we I'm joined, saying people in general were told. We, it sounds like we joined in September. We were living there. We joined in the beginning of September, and we were living there by the middle end of October. And okay. we gave out literature, we gave out cult literature to the poor little children that came to our doors. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot all about that. Those poor kids. Oh man. So, okay. Wait, so back to this thing about the receipts. So well, this would have been goes on, the end of the year, such as like December. You've only it been It was there. November. It was November because okay. we had been living there since, like I said, mid to late October. Okay. And here it is, like mid-November-ish. And he, he says, remember to return, gather them all up and turn them in and label the bag with your name on it and everything. And I guess you're supposed to put them in a Ziploc bag and put your family's okay. name on it. And then he went on to, for a, to say something weird, like along the lines of, we'll show the, the shopkeepers in this town that they should respect us more and how much money we spend at, you know, at their establishments. And he's ranting on. And now I, you thought, was it, you thought this was kind of crazy. Like I kind of catch when people are talking absolute bullshit or if somebody's lying to me where if you're telling me something and it's just not jiving with me, it's for a reason. Right. And it was a stupid reason because why would these shopkeepers care how much money we're spending? They why would care. Walmart care? No, as long as they're making money, they don't care who it comes from. Exactly. And the more I thought about it, what would they be using these receipts for except to pad the books? So I am privy to so much because not only was my father-in-law an elder, his wife did the books. Oh. And she was helping me when we had a business. I had to do a different kind of books than I was used to for tax purposes. No, is this the chocolate? No, this, this was when we this was when we had the diner. The diner, okay. The diner was different because it was a food established. Anyway. Okay. Um and we had been there for a few years. And out of curiosity, I could not help but ask, you know, I says so, those receipts that they ask for every year, I says, do they make their way to you and into a separate set of books? And she kind of laughed. And she says, yeah, you'd think more people would catch on by now. And oh, so she didn't even deny it. No, she just she flat didn't. out was like, yep. They have two sets of books. And there is so Damn. much money that flows through that. So, Laura, you just bought a $700 refrigerator, okay? You turn that receipt into them. They just bought their member a $700 refrigerator. Tax write off. And that $700, you can, they can pull out of the bank as they bought, they have the receipt for it. And not only that, all of the labor that was done, like when the men would build buildings or install new bathrooms or make something bigger, it was all free will offering. Nobody was paid for their time. Well, it sounds like they weren't paid for anything at any time. We'll get to that shady shit later, okay? okay? Um, 
they it was it was free will work to build and do these improvements on the feast grounds and like my ex was an actual contractor so he would write a bill out for a like if he came to your house it would be a $2500 job okay and he'd write the big man a bill out for you know $3800 job and, oh really okay now it's a free will offering but Kenny's a business, so he has the right to give that man that invoice. So now that's another $3,800 pulled out of the books, cash, that doesn't have to be accounted for. Do you see where oh I'm going? Oh, my God, yeah. They had a travel agency. They bought up um, a building next door to one of their buildings that they didn't. nobody wants to be their neighbor. And they're not Mr. Rogers. Um, <laughs> And they opened a travel agency so that it could help the members get there, you know, bus tickets and things like that. But I honestly think that it was a what you, money laundering thing. Oh, sure. I'm sure Oh, it was. please. I wouldn't put it past them from what you've been telling me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you find anything shady? Oh, I found a bunch of shady shit in that box of cult memorabilia that you have. Right. Okay. Right here, I have a bill of sale written on a piece of notebook paper. Who was it written by? You wrote it. No way. You wrote it, and it is a bill bill of sale for a car on notebook paper. Okay. Hey, that's some shady shit, because I don't think that's legal. It, well, legal, your definition of legal, legal and our and definition of culty legal are two different things. Two different things. things. Now, okay. th- is it signed by elders at the bottom? Um, and with the, with the signatures? There's, there's a seller, a buyer, and two witnesses. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, see, that's an elder right there. So that makes it okay. Yes. And see, contract approved. Oh, so so the elder approved. You have to have an el- one of the two witnesses has to be an elder, and it has to be approved. So this piece of notebook paper was approved because it was an elder. That's a pretty nice looking contract, Laura. Read it's shady it. as shit. No, it's not. Here, let me read it. <laughs> it's shady as. It is not. I totally forgot about this. Be it known for the payment in the sum of seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. Payments to be made $25 weekly or $50 bi-weekly or $100 monthly till paid in full. The undersigned, this person and that person, agree to pay balance each month in full. If payment is not made by the 5th of the following month, that payment is due. DeBriar Hawkins can and will repossess vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to see you going to repossess a vehicle. Debraya Hawkins warrants she has title to said property and full authority to sell and transfer property free of all liens. Said property is is sold in as is condition and no warranty or responsibility of seller conditions past this date. Wow. I mean, it sounds legal, but sure as hell isn't. I know she ended up paying me for the car eventually. She worked for me. So I made it. So, but who has the title to that car? They do. They did. You had the actual title with you? I had the title. Oh, okay. And when, when she got, when she paid. Cause I was she, wondering if the cult made that up too. No, when she paid me. Okay. Because she worked for me. Okay. So, and I made it so if they fell on hard times, she only had to pay, pay 
$25 a week. Right, gotcha. Or $50 by week. Why did I put all that in there? Oh my God, I don't know. I'm surprised I didn't didn't put $75 every three weeks. I mean, that is hysterical. Oh my gosh. So there's something else I found in the box. This is just, it's not really shady stuff, but it just cracks me up. It's this like cute little bookmarker to put in your scripture book. Oh no, that's not a bookmarker. Or a sticker or whatever it is. But hold on a second here. There's a price tag of 10 cents on it. Like they couldn't just give this to you. No. They give nothing. (laughs) Nothing. They couldn't give this to you. No, they were so shady. They wanted your damn dime. Yes. Unbelievable. When when you got sick and you asked for the elders to lay hands on you and make you better. Did they charge you? No. But when you it came out that you couldn't touch an unclean woman. Okay. And you're sick and you still need the prayers, they would charge you for the prayer cloth that you were supposed oh, to for stick God to your sake. forehead. Because the actual linen cost them money. It doesn't cost them anything to touch you. So Oh, um, we did third tithe year two years in a row, a couple times. So that's just extra money going to the cult. Well, right? yeah, because okay. third tithe year is supposed to be every third, third year. year. Well, they came out and announced that oh, they had they started counting wrong way in the beginning, and this year is you actually third tithe year. You know what? They're always counting year. wrong. Did you notice that? I, I, They're always counting. wrong. I know this, but we all had to do third tithe year a second year in a row, and nobody was given credit for the tithe that they gave the year before because obviously we could all afford it, and it was considered a free will offering at that point. Shady shit. Which third year people starved, people ate ramen noodles, people bought the produce that was marked down because it was going to go rotten. But yet the grand poobah is eating like eating whatever, eating the shrimp, eating the shrimp on the Sabbath, baby. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I have some more stuff here. What is this? Some kind of receipt from a coin shop that's talking about silver coins and gold coins and Oh, uh, that would be my what, what that would that? be my ex's shady shit. Um, we were told to get gold and silver and stockpile it for when when um, civilization broke down and currency was no longer usable, silver and gold would still be good currency. But gotcha. see, but see, when I filed for divorce, of course, all that silver and gold receipt that you just looked at right there, right. all that went to where Kenny was working and living because wherever he was working out of town, they always bought a house. Okay. They they and the company would buy a cheap ass house, and of course they're all construction workers, so they would fix the house up and they bought it for cheap as all get out. So by the time that the job is done a year, year and a half later, they have completely renovated this house and they flip it for ten times of what they bought it. So yeah. The, so you didn't see any of that gold or silver? No, he took it, and um, of course I didn't have any proof of it, so uh, the judge poo-pooed me. I got none of it. None, none, none. Okay, now here's a good one that I like for how they were being shady, and they were breaking the food stamp law. So. Oh, yes, this was a newspaper article in our area. Yes, um, it says... Uh, I'm not going to read any of the names, but it says, so-and-so wanted to save her soul, so she obediently gave money to the cult. Uh, When cash was short, the cult accepted her food stamps. Now, I'm sure that's just quite legal, right? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Okay. Um, She used the food stamps, she said, to pay one of the three tithes required by the cult, 
um, out of fear of eternal damnation. I had several what friends. What the hell? I had several friends who paid their tithe that way. Because they had because if you got three hundred dollars food stamps from the government, you owed thirty dollars in first tithe, thirty dollars in second tithe, and thirty dollars in third tithe on a third tithe year. So that would mean you'd have to come up with ninety actual dollars to give the cult to cover your three hundred dollars in food stamps. Because that's that's income. Unbelievable. That is income. So now if you didn't have the ninety dollars to actually cover the ties they would give you a list, and it would be almost to the penny of the th- like the ninety dollars of what would be acceptable for you to donate to them. And my one girlfriend, she would buy cases of the blueberry pie, or blackberry pie filling, blackberry pie filling. Don't ask what? me why. I guess the big man liked to eat cans of blackberry pie filling, and it's expensive. I don't know. Um, another friend of mine. She bought stuff exclusively that they resold at the general store. Oh, nice. It was non-perishable stuff like that you could buy with food stamps and stuff. And the one lady got really, really chastised because they try and crack down and, you know, they ask you or when you're receiving food stamps, you know, are you selling your food stamps or are you giving them to anybody else? And most normal people go, nope. I was going to say, feed my family. Who was going to say yes? Some stupid woman. I don't even remember who she was. I don't, I don't even think I really knew her, knew her, except for somebody to see her. Like, do you know so-and-so? Oh yeah. She's standing over there wearing the green. That's, okay. That's about all I knew about her. So, but yeah, she got in a lot of trouble. So for she that. admitted that she was giving them away. Giving, purchasing the food and giving the food to them. She admitted that. Uh-oh. And there was a big investigation and blah, blah, blah. But, of course, nothing ever came of it. Oh, of course not. Of course not. No. And it says here that this person in the article said when tithes were collected, there were three boxes marked cash, check, and other. Yes. While, quote, other presumably could mean credit card or donated goods, she said the message was clear. It meant food stamps. It was food stamps. Um, a lot of people would symbolically donate like an ounce of silver because silver is not that expensive. It's only like 12 or 15 bucks an ounce. And way back then, it wasn't as much. So they would donate an ounce of silver or something. I don't know. But yeah, basically, that's where you donated your food stamps. But then they got, when they went to the card that you, all states now have a card, like a credit card. So they can't, you can't exactly give them your, your food stamp card. That's when they started giving out the lists of, of food. Like I owe $90. They know to the penny what they How can, much of what type of food? Yeah. Okay. I want nine cans of these. I want two oh loaves of this. God. I want eight boxes of this. And most of it was what was stocked into the general store when, when the feast time would come around and they'd sell it for three times of what it was worth. Shady shit. Shady shit. Okay, Shady here's, shit. Here's another newspaper article, and um, it says this, um, there I go with um. Damn it. Stop the ums. I'm oh. going to kick you in your shin. <laughs> My shin. It's the only thing I can reach. <laughs> oh my God. One man provided a tape recording he had made of a meeting with the elders who chastised him from falling away from the cult and called him a thief because he didn't pay tithes. And he said, I'd have to give all of you my damn food stamps, the man complained. You don't have to give all of it, the elder said. You just have to give 10%. Exactly. How nice. 
Uh, when the man protested that it was illegal, the elders said he could convert the food stamps to food and give them that as part of his tithe. Yes, you were give, you had to tell them or show them how much food stamps you were getting. And if you could not produce actual paper money to cover your increase, on your increase, you either had to give them money to cover it because you couldn't exactly give them the food stamp card and the PIN number, so they give you a list. Here you go. That is unreal. Someone sat down and figured out basically to the penny yes. that a box of this and a can of this equals a dollar or whatever. Well, they usually buy it in bulk. So that's why, you know, she would get a case of the blackberry pie filling. But that's still insane. And maybe that full case is like $18.29. Well, that's $18 worth of tithe right there. Tack on a couple of more items, right. and there you go. There's your 30 bucks. Yeah. Wow. All right, what else do you have? The We used to hang out at the fair, which was really cool. I used to sign up for that all the time. Like kind of like a county fair type thing? It was, Yeah, it was the county fair, okay. the local county fair. Oh, God, what did you guys do there? We had a booth set up. and <laughs> Oh, I bet you did. We had a booth set up, and it was one of my favorite things to volunteer for. Other people hated it and wouldn't Come do it. join the cult. Pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And oh, my God. We, we, we had our scripture books there, and we had other different paraphernalia, not paraphernalia, propaganda. Okay. Um, different books. Were there any games? No, there were no games. Oh, man. I thought you had one of those like, little spinny wheel things, you know? No, but they had these cards where you could sign up to win a free scripture book. And people, it would never cease to amaze me that people would actually sign up for this. Now, I don't think anybody ever won the free scripture book because it was a $55 value. Oh, they weren't giving that away. I can I tell you. I don't think they There's did. There's no way the cult would give that away. But... The cards that people were filling out, they didn't realize on the back of it, it was basically a postcard and it was asking for more information. So it looks like, you know, their numbers, they have so many more numbers of people that are... Okay. You inflate the numbers and the more money you can launder off. Got you. But the fair was fun because if you... When you did the fair, you had to work the booth. You had to work the booth for three hours, and then you got an hour off, and then you had to work the booth for three hours. And then you had the rest of the time at the fair to do whatever you wanted. It was your free ticket in. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... And then people would come up, and they they would, like, try and biblically argue stuff with you. And I would always get such an adrenaline rush, because no matter what they said, I could point out in the scriptures where what they were thinking was wrong. Oh, little did they know. It was so much fun. And I don't know what happened, but after about four or five years, we stopped going to the fair. They stopped renting a booth at the fair. Something had to happen. I have no idea. Can you ask your friends if they know what happened? Uh, okay, yeah. I have I'm to... just curious, because it's like, there's there's got to be a reason. I don't know. I wonder if they, they just... got caught doing something. I don't know. I just know we weren't at the fair anymore. We weren't in the booth. I... You need to talk when I'm sipping beer. I know. No, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just, there's got to be a reason because they're not going to just stop going to the fair. Well, you think about names. that, Sherlock, and I'll tell you some more <laughs> Sherlock. Some sneaky, some sneaky, okay. shady shit. There was a guy there that uh, ran one of the backhoes and he was in charge of installing all of the septic and the wells. 
a friend of mine moved down from New York, and she was excited to be moving into a trailer on a one-acre property. Okay. Because they bought up land and would put... Because the trailer has to be on one acre so that you could have a septic and a well. And this guy, his job was... She showed up out of town with her family. Now, what's the first thing you want to do when you move into a brand new trailer, house, whatever? Which Shower. Okay, that's a good answer. Or you might clean. clean. She goes to turn the water on and there's no water. There's no water because it's not hooked up to a well. Because that's extra. She just, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Didn't she just pay for all of this? She paid $15,000 for the trailer and the land. Nowhere in the contract does it say that it has a septic and a well. I mean, you would figure it had a septic and a well, right? Oh my God. So now here is where this guy and his backhoe come in because he is, you know, working for the big man. And she suddenly has to find $5,000 for a well. So she can have water. So she can have oh, water. Shit. And she has to come up with $2,000 for septic. So now she just Whoa. has to come up with another $7,000 for uh, a trailer. If not, you're living in a, in a trailer with batteries and, you know, ice chests. Oh, and, my God. Well, comes to find out later on that there's at least four trailers per septic and well. This guy is putting the septic and the well basically at the corner of four properties. And he's co- and he's he's putting all four trailers on each one septic and one Isn't it well. supposed to be like each? One per family, right, one per that's acre. They're using four families on one well and one septic. And taking all that money. And charging each, each of the families right. $7,000 for a well and a septic. Oh, is that not crazy? Oh, man. And imagine if you're the first person there and you paid for the well and septic and you come to find out three of your neighbors are also tied into your crap. Oh, yeah. Literally? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, here's a good one. Somebody must have called the labor board, okay? Because at the press room, those people got paid 50 cents an hour to work. You got... That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You, 50 cents an hour. Or maybe it was a dollar because you got $40 for a 40-hour work week. Oh, well, that, so that's that would a hell be a, of a lot better. That would be a dollar an hour, okay. Maybe. I don't know. 50 cents a dollar. What the hell's the difference? It's still that's twice it's as still much bullshit. money, Laura. It's still bullshit. You could buy twice, twice as much ramen with it. Come on. Um, the, the labor board was called and... When they were, wa- I wasn't personally there because I didn't work for the press room. I only would deliver stuff there or do messages. And there you are, cracking that beer. It's not a beer. <sighs> but the labor board showed up and everybody is a volunteer that's there, okay? And so the labor board guy looks at the wall and wants to know why there's a... Uh, a, a punch clock time. A punch clock. And everybody has time cards. Oh, because don't you know volunteers always punch a clock? I I volunteered a lot of places. And I don't ever remember punching a time card as a volunteer. <laughs> Busted. I'm just... I, I, so what did the cult say? They were forced to make 75% of the people there employees and pay them minimum wage. Oh, okay. So who were the lucky people? Who were the people that got paid minimum wage? I don't know, but 75% of the people, I don't know. But 
what they had to do was they had to sign a pledge onto death that once they got their paycheck, they had to return every single penny except for the $40 that was their paycheck. What if they didn't do it? What do you mean? They're, they're going to the lake of fiery death. They're going to die. God doesn't want them. Give me my money oh, back. Okay, so God doesn't want them making more than $40 a week. Right, so... Gotcha. And, and because we're being forced to pay this to you, you take it to the bank, you get to keep $40, you give the rest and back to And it's all the us. same thing. It's like it never happened. Exactly, because the labor board, these people are now getting paid, but their labor board isn't realizing that they're turning around and giving the money right back. Oh, my God. A vow onto death, Laura. Do you know what that means? Do you have a copy of one of those? Vows onto death? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, that'd be awesome. A bunch of my friends have um, letters where they were kicked out and they they weren't allowed to come back. I didn't even oh, get that's a pretty letter. Sweet. I didn't get a letter, Laura. You just hightailed it out of there. It wasn't considered. I hightailing. I stayed with Kenny for six months. You know, not going, hoping we can still be a family, but that didn't work well, as we all found out. Yeah, but, I mean, you st you still, haha, -ha, got the hell out. Oh, here's another one. I had been out for a lot of years, and I was actually living back up here for about four or five years. So I had been out maybe six, seven years, something like that. And it's a collections agency. Hi, is this Deb Hawkins? Ooh, yeah, it is. Hi, this is a collection agency, and we're wanting to know why uh, you haven't paid on your fleet card. And I'm like, I don't even what know what hell? a fleet card is. Well, apparently a fleet card is if you have a business and... Oh, isn't it for, like, company cars No, it's a card, a gas card. Right, but I'm saying, but usually, like, if you have company cars... Yes. They would use it. Yes. Okay. And... She wanted to, she was calling in reference to the fleet card that I maxed out at $800 <laughs> and never made a payment on. And she's with the collection agency wanting to know when they can have their money. No, when the hell freezes over. I, I said, ma'am, I never had a fleet card. And as a matter of fact, you probably have the wrong Deb Hawkins. And she says, well, you have a pretty uh, unique way of spelling your first name. And I says... Yes, I do. That comes from spending 10 years in an Old Testament polygamous cult. I said I had to change my name from what it was to a culty version. Oh, what would she say to that? And the lady kind of stopped, and I said, look, you probably get a lot of answers. I says, I ain't shitting you. I says, the last four <laughs> digits of my social are blah, 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 blah. And I says, there's four different ways to spell Deborah out there. Do you know what I mean? And... I says, my middle initial is blank. I says, do either one of those match up with the Deborah you're looking for? And she says, no, ma'am, they don't. She says, do you know where I might find this woman? And I says, I just told you, I escaped this cult, okay? I have no inclination of going back. I says, but I can tell you this. They took the card out fraudulently. What they do is they take the credit card out and... Laura, you're a member, and you live there, but you're not a legal last name of what they are yet, okay? Oh, you mean my last name is still my old last name? Yes, you're, okay. your name, you just go by your culty name. With I, I'll call you Soraya or something right. like that. But you know. with, with my last name. Right. Okay. So what they do is they have uh, an actual last name member fill out the application for this. They list your address as to where the card and the bill is supposed to go. Okay. Well... 
you give the card to the sister it belongs to and they can go max the cards out. And that card was never in your, I mean, as far as you know, Laura, you wrote return to sender on it back to the mailbox. I, I'm Laura so-and-so. I'm not this, this person. And so, yeah. Because my name had been changed by that time. No. What do you mean? Wait. What do you mean? But you said the thing, the card came and you would, I would fill it out my name. No. Someone else would fill it out who's an actual cult member with that last name. Correct. You don't have that last name. Right. So they use your address. Oh, but their name. They fill it out. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying they put my name on. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? There's no connection to, I mean, if anybody ever shows up, you're Laura. You live here. I don't know. Right. I don't know who the hell this person is. I probably wrote Return to Sender on it. I don't know what happened to it. Right. Okay. Now I got you. You got it now. I got it now. Gosh, you're dense sometimes. Well, it is 500 degrees in this room. I am sweating so bad, but I don't have dog poop on me. I keep looking at my shoulder and going, thankfully. And that's in reference to the last episode. That's not just a random thought, guys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the slaughterhouse was put up. After I left. Okay. But I have a friend who used to work in the slaughterhouse. Okay. What was shady at the slaughterhouse? Oh, gosh. What wasn't shady at the slaughterhouse? Oh. oh. First of all, there was a group of guys that was sent to the cattle auction a couple hours away. Okay. Alrighty. They bought the cheapest, sickliest, nastiest. Oh, God, they were probably disease-ridden. Probably. Oh. First off. Oh. Cheapest, cheapest cows they could find. Now, of course, the health inspector has to come out and inspect the slaughterhouse to make sure that it's, it's good, it's clean, it's in good working order, right? Okay. My friend witnessed in the time that he worked there before he left that the inspector never got out of the car and a fat envelope was passed from whoever went out to talk to him into the car. No. Yes. Oh, oh yes. that's so disgusting. So who knows what it even looked like, you know, underneath there. Ooh. One of my first jobs at the first feast, not the one that I, the first one I attended, the second feast. Okay. When I was considered an in-towner and not an out-of-towner. Okay. My job was to go to the liquor store, make runs back and forth to the liquor store for people that were ordering Passover wine. Okay. And they were selling the Passover wine for twice of what I was buying. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They they would hunt, somebody would hunt me down and say, we need another case of Passover wine. So I'd have to jump in my car, drive 35 miles into town to get a case of Mogan David and drive it back, and yeah, the jack up the price. They would sell it for twice of what I had to bought it for, and they never gave me a dollar in gas money, bastards. Of course they didn't. Well, it would have been nice. You know how many times I went back and forth for Passover wine that day? A lot, a lot. Here's a good one. <laughs> oh, as opposed to the previous ones. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um. The pastor had a lot of wives, okay? Right. And one of them, I guess they got into a fight. She wanted to leave. I don't know what happened. All I know from rumors is she, I know where she lived. And it was, the entire property was surrounded by a fence that was made of corrugated metal, okay? Oh, wow, okay. A lot of fences down there were made of that. 
and the gate was an electric gate, like a like a um, garage door. You hit the button, and it would go me and go sideways. Sideways, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I guess Pastor didn't want her leaving or taking things, or I don't know what was going on. But he cut the power off to her compound. When you cut the power yeah. off to the compound, your clicker doesn't work to open the door anymore. She was trapped in there, from what I understand, for three days before she was able to stack enough things against the fence oh, my God. and climb over. So, next thing I know, cops are involved, there's a lawsuit going on, and I guess she was suing him. For all of her possessions that she had to abandon in that place, for all, she was right. suing him for all kinds of shit, and apparently uh, for like entrapping, like I can't get the hell out of here. I think her freaking dogs even died by oh the time my God, because no. there was no air conditioning, no nothing, hot, three, oh no water, God. no nothing, and she had these. But he's a godly man, right? Oh God, don't even get into it. But she had really big dogs. I don't remember the names of them. But by the time she was able to escape from her personal compound and walk up the dirt road, and I don't even know what her ordeal was and how long it took for her to get help. And the head of security actually came out to our house one night and wanted me and Kenny as witnesses in court that that this woman was crazy. Be- oh, because we owned, as I had said before, we owned um, like a small diner in the actual town, and we served the heathen people as well. You know, we took their money's money, too. money's right? money. But the fabricated story was was the leader and the woman came in to eat lunch, and she's just batshit crazy. She's freaking out. She's throwing things. I don't even remember what else was thrown into the story. And Kenny's like, oh, yeah, man, whatever you need. Whatever you need, man. He's a kiss ass. Right. And dude looks at me, and I'm like, I can't lie. I'm a bad liar. I says, no. I says, I'll, I'll, I says, I'll testify in court, but I'll testify that I was in the kitchen. I was cooking, and I heard some kind of commotion. And my husband told me to continue cooking orders because it was the height of lunch and he would take care of it. I I saw, I witnessed nothing. And what'd they say to that? I'm sure they weren't very happy. No, they weren't very happy at all. So I don't, I think he settled out of court with her. I'm not sure. But there's a lot of lawsuits against that man. Oh, I can't imagine why. I don't know. Now, back to the man who wanted me to lie. Yeah. That's the man who also did the septic tanks in the wells. Oh, get out. Yes. Now, this guy, he was devout to that place. Devout to, you would think, okay? Right. Down to, once they killed my cafe and they opened their own cafe, the cult cafe. Okay. He ate every meal. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. He spent his money there, okay? And funnily enough, he's the only one that came down with food poisoning that feast, even though he ate nothing anywhere else. And nobody else in the entire camp got food poisoning. Now, now see, this is after I left, okay? And... 
he ended up, I don't know who took him to the hospital, how he got to the hospital, but the man survived food poisoning. Very, okay. I mean, the, he shouldn't have survived. And from what I understand, he left the hospital without telling anybody and immediately got on a Greyhound bus and took off. Oh, he just like totally abandoned the cult. He totally abandoned the cult because the cult had just tried, tried to, to kill, kill him. him. Right. Now, over the years, he has um, kept in touch, not with me, but okay. he, I have talked with people that said, uh, yeah, he came through here a couple of years ago and I let him stay at my house one night. He wouldn't stay more than one to two nights in any place. And for years, he was just drifting place to place to place. He was scared to death. He was probably afraid someone else he was going to poison him. He was scared to death that they would find him. And and oh, honestly, Laura, me and you have talked about this. It was a big fear of mine doing this because they kill people. Right. And through the grapevine, I finally heard that he, they got him. They got him out in California um, he was repeatedly stabbed, and here I'm going to do my air quotes, Whoa. a victim of a mugging, but yeah, they finally Whoa. got him, and I came to find out from another friend of mine who dealt a lot with the ties and the receipts and things like that. You, like, hooked the books? No, he was skimming off the top. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the big man's right-hand man was started skimming with hundreds and went to thousands and I think he was skimming ten thousand at a time. So that is like a hell of a lot of money. That's a I damn. We, we started off the show with me telling you that they're you know laundering money and all kinds of stuff. So you got to do something with it. Damn. Yeah. So they did end up getting him. From what I understand, they they ended up getting him in the end. He's he's dead. So, I don't know. How Damn. much more shady shit can we stand? I don't know. I, what else do you have? I, you know, ask the ex-members. They yeah. they remembered a lot of shady shit. Uh, pedophiles. Pedophiles galore. I, oh. my one friend, um, her two daughters were molested and nobody would listen to her about it. And they immediately left. Well, at least um, they got out of there. At least my one friend. Oh my God, it breaks my heart. And I know you're listening. And I am so sorry. I, I knew about the stepfather, but I had no idea the step grandfather was molesting Whoa. her at the same time. And this little girl. Oh my God. This little girl to this day, she's messed up. She's. I feel bad for her. I just want to grab How her. How could you not be? I just want to grab her and love her back to the girl she was. Oh and my gosh, the poor thing. She has two beautiful children that she doesn't see and she just has a rough life. But these are her choices, but she was so damaged from that place that I think that that's why she's, she's still right. so damaged. Right. And Stace, again, I'm sorry. I had no idea about David. I, I knew about the other one. Girl... I wish I could shoot them both for you, but David's already dead. David died of brain cancer while I was there. And the bleeder tried to tell everybody that he had mad cow disease, and that's when he started getting cows and selling. What? Yeah. He, he, he told everybody in the congregation that David was dying from mad cow disease. What was wrong with cancer? 
mad cow disease at that point was forcing people we have healthy cows drink our milk buy our oh, milk oh how convenient and it really was that was convenient um, okay her his wife is one of my friends that I still talk to to this day but yeah that was that was some shady shit there's so much shady shit there oh my god and the pedophile he's in jail but he'll be up for per- he'll be up for parole I don't know when but he has his own um, ministry in the jail he's in. Oh, fantastic. Passing out propaganda. Fantastic. And um, a lot of organizations, if you, they will send you a bus ticket. So um, there's all kinds of jail people, ex-inmates. You know, I'm sure some of them aren't bad people, but heading for that compound to hang out with the cult. Because they'll at least have a roof over their head and a job and $40 a week in their pocket. So, oh my god. Oh, and you had a tithe on that $40 a week. So that's $4, $4, oh and $4. Oh dear god. How do you survive on How that? How are you supposed to do anything with that? I don't know. I I really don't. So that's 16. <sighs> what's 50 minus 16? I'm so bad at math. Don't ask me to do that. That's 34. How do you survive on $34 a week? You don't. They did. I mean, how, how do you do that? My friend Nuke got $40 a week. His wife got 50 cents. That's where a 50 cents comes in. So they got $60 a week between them and had to tithe 60, 60, 60. Oh, my God. How do you buy food? Like Laundry show. I guess you're eating like the ramen, ramen noodles. noodles. Yeah. And stuff that's in the da- tin cans oh, in the damage bin. God. The label's missing. That Mystery is just food. so messed up. There's a lot of messed up there. Down to, they had. There's an underground room. A lot of people don't know about. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to know about it underneath the sanctuary. It was. It was dug out. Do you know what it was for, or supposedly for? A bomb shelter that only the women could get into from the the leader's side. Wait, <laughs> through his whoa, office. Whoa. What? Yeah, there was only one entrance in, and it was through the leader's office. Okay, I'm and trying that, to picture this. And that was on the women's side. His office was in the far right for, front corner of the building. Okay. So, and the women's side was on the right-hand side. The men's side was on the left-hand side. So the only entrance into this underground bunker was through his office. So I guess, presumably, when the nukes came, him and all the women in the congregation would go down there and because have a he had, good time. I was going to say, because he had no use for the men, so he may as well shack up with the women. This guy's in his 80s. Can he even get it up at this point? I don't know. I mean, do little blue pills work for men that old? Yes. Now, see, one of the prophecies was that the world was supposed to end. It was always three and a half years. Three and a half years. Three and a half freaking years. And the world's going to end, okay? And then he came out the one day and said that it. he's one of the two witnesses. We're not even going to get into that. Okay, that can be another episode. But... The world was going to end before his generation came to an end. Okay. okay. And he was 70 years old. It was supposed to end when he was 70. So 73 and a half, whatever. I don't know. Right. Well, the guy's like in his 80s at this point, And it's like... Now, are people wondering why? People probably that are still there probably don't even remember that prophecy. But for me, I was thinking, wow, my son will be 12 years old. So, and gosh, he's 22, so... And the world hasn't ended. No. How about that? The world's a shitty place, but it ain't ended yet. 
Oh my God! Do you have anything else, or is that about it? I I need another beer, and I'm a, a sweating puddles here, guys. We didn't take a break tonight. Um, I love y'all. I'm so glad we hit twenty five thousand yes, downloads we did. this Thank week. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for that. I I almost died when you told me that. So, but we hit it. We hit twenty five thousand. I, I know this is exciting stuff. So, are you ready for the promo of the week? I am. Lay it on me, sister. It is called Fallout Files. Now, this is true crime, but it's a little different. It's um. Did we do Fallout Files last week? No. I could have swore we did. I don't think. We then did. I'm having a wicked deja vu, man. You're having me. Yeah, you're having a wicked deja vu. And I only had two beers. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's listen, listen to the fallout files. Hey, ever wonder what happens to survivors of crime? How they live with the experience of tragedy, severe, abu- se- blah, severe abuse, random violence? Listen to our stories. All right. So they're survivor stories. I like it's survivors. It's not just true crime. Well, you know what? But We're it's not the survivors. survivors. We are badass warriors that... Because honestly, you have no idea how strong you actually are until strong is the only choice Choice you that you have. Yep. And there were times that in my head I am lifting a VW bus and throwing it because mentally that's what it felt like. Felt like, yep. Because honestly, you have no idea how strong you are until... Until you have to be. Yes, you have, you have to be. no and other that choice. really sucks. But... Uh, everybody out there, stay safe, and if you can, help a friend get out of something. And Or if you need to talk to a friend for help, please go and ask them. Yes. Anyway, guys, till next time, um, hopefully my brain won't be cooking in this hot room and we'll end correctly <laughs> like we usually do. But until then, I'm Laura. And I'm Debbie, and this was I, I Got, got the, the Hell Out. Bye. Bye, guys. Are you a fan of true crime? Do you ever wonder what happens to people who survive a crime? If so, join me and other survivors on The Fallout Files, a podcast that tells you what happens in the time after crime, when all is said and done, and all that's left is fallout.